This is Ham College, Episode 31 for July 31st, 2017. Ham College is brought to you by ICOM. Heard it? Worked it? Logged it? Let ICOM help you make as many contacts as possible. And by hamstudy.org, a great way to study for your next license exam. Hi, welcome to Ham College, episode 31. I'm Professor Thomas. And I'm Dean Martin. And it's good to be back with you again. Somebody was asking in the Google Plus group, Tommy, um, would you be singing Ain't That a Kick in the Head tonight? Uh, usually around quitting time. Depends mm. on how many buzzes we get. Yeah, well, I told them, if, you know, if we could get you to sit down the cigarette and the martini long enough, maybe you, you would. You won't see me with the cigarette. You probably won't see me with a martini either. No, I don't think I've ever seen you with either one of those. No. Well, it's good to be back again. We're on um, our second episode, studying for the general exam tonight. Well, we're going to dig a little deeper in there, but what did we talk about last month? Uh, we talked about uh, the bands. The band bit. plans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, we, I think we touched a little bit on some basic electronics, if I remember right. I think you are remembering right. Uh, we didn't get all the way through the band plan questions, though, so we've got some more of those tonight, but we've got some more electronics, too. Kind of, kind of. it's a variety show. Got to keep it mixed up a little bit. Yeah. From getting boring. A little bit. Uh, there was one other thing I was going to mention, and it uh, totally evades me at this moment. Oh, I know what I was going to mention. Anytime we're shooting a show, we've got a chat room going on at the same time. We definitely do. And you can uh, join us in there. It's amateurlogic.tv slash chat. There's a group of folks in there uh, jumping up and down, having a good time. Right here. Right there. Yep, that's the same group of folks I got on mine over here. Oh, what a coincidence. Yeah. Um, anyway, they're going to be answering along at home as we, we read out the questions here. Everybody's going to say uh, A, B, C, or D. Yeah. Every now and then we'll get some other letters in there, too, that uh, are probably just garble, but... Uh, it, it happens. Yep. Yeah. And we're going to assume that... Sometimes we throw some in there that are garbled, too. Yeah. And, and sometimes it's not even planned. It's just bonus material. <laughs> um, I'm assuming that most people watching tonight, uh, since we're on the general poll now, most of the folks have probably already uh, got at least a technician license. That's probably a fair statement. Yeah, there M- might be some that hadn't. Yeah, you know, some people that are not hams yet that you know are just going to mm-hmm. jump right in and, and go straight to general, mm-hmm. but. Um, so we make some assumptions as to, you know, what your previous experience may be, but we don't, uh, we don't totally write off the newcomers because, you know, we're going back to the basics as well and mm-hmm. covering whatever we think uh, 
you know, be germane to the subject. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's all it's all good information for anybody. It is. Even if uh, even if you don't have your technician, you're probably going to want to do general after you get it. Anyway, yeah, so. you you probably will. You know, I always recommend if you got your technician, enjoy it. You know, you got some privileges there that uh, you know is going to allow you to oh yeah to have fun on the ham band. So we uh, we use just technician license for years. Okay, who's going to ask the first question tonight? Uh, I'll ask. Which of the following frequencies is within the general class portion of the 15 meter band? A, 14250 kilohertz. B, 18155 kilohertz. C, 21300. 21. <laughs> 20, I'm just going to say it like that. 21300 kilohertz. Or D, 24900 kilohertz. That's really, that's really some poor grammar. I don't even know what you said. So. <laughs> Apparently, it wasn't that bad, or at least. Okay. Yeah. What's the answer? <laughs> What's the answer? All right, let's see. Which following frequencies is within the general class portion of the 15-meter band? All right, I know that the 15-meter band is um, 21 megahertz. That's where the 15-meter band is. Mm-hmm. And there's only one frequency in there around 21 megahertz, and that is C, 21300. So I'm going to say C. Do you okay. concur? I concurred, Professor. Well, let's see if that's right. There you go. You nailed it. It's C. There's our band chart, and that frequency was 21300 kilohertz, and we can see that falls right in the middle of that bottom green band there that's got a G beside it. So, uh, yeah, that's within the general portion. You notice the advanced right above that, the the green bar with the A, it's got a few more frequency, and then the extra on the top got even a few more there. Just a tiny bit more. So you get a good bit of that band, but with a general class ticket. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Yep. Which of the following frequencies is within the general class portion of the 20-meter phone band? Is it A, 14.005 kilohertz? B, 14.105 kilohertz. C, 14.305 kilohertz. D, 14.405 kilohertz. Which of the following is within the general class portion of the 20-meter phone band? That's a good question. It is. Don't look at that chart on your computer. I'm going to be honest with you. When I first saw it, my eyes went down there, but I didn't land on the 20-meter part. So it was just a reflex. Um, I think it's going to be Charlie, but I'm not positive. I may get buzzed here. That's what they're all saying over there on uh, on the chat room. Everybody's saying it. See, I think I'm going to have to agree there. Let's. Let's just see here. And yep. uh, there's no way to reason that out either. You just have to. You just have to know that. Yeah. If we look at the chart there, you can see the 20 meter portion of the band. Everything below 14150 is is going to be a CW digital mode already. It's not going to be voice. Only the green portion there. Yeah. See, this is kind of tough too because I have to try to remember back because I've had extra for so long. 
I, it's hard to remember where those limits yeah. were. I, well, haven't, I haven't studied it. What I would remember, though, is if you look at the chart there, around 1,400 kilohertz is where the 20-meter band starts, and it's all going to be CW or ready or data below 14150. Just like all of these bands, the lower portion of that band is going to be, um, you know, some type of CW or digital mode. Uh, this, uh, the sideband frequencies are going to be a little higher in that. And it's just a question of where in the bands that, that split is. But here it's at 14150. Everything below that is going to be, you know, other modes. Okay. On which of the following bands is phone operation prohibited? A, 160 meters. B, 30 meters. C, 17 meters. Or D, 12 meters. And I happen to know the answer to this one. Yeah. And do you do you happen to know the answer to this one? I do. And it's just one of those that uh, you kind of know if you study the band charts. It's it's going to be B, 30 meters. And that's what everyone over in the chat room is saying there. I got a feeling some of these guys have seen this band chart before. They probably, yeah, they might not be. Some of them might not be technicians. It's it's a good possibility. There's the band chart there. You can see there's only one band there that the whole band is red, and that's the 30 meter band. That band has stipulations that the rest don't. And what would you say, just looking at that chart, what are the uh, the things that are different about the 30-meter band than all these others? Well, it, ha- it looks like to me like it has a, a lower maximum power limit. It does. And yep. also, the only mode on there is going to be CW. It looks CW like and RIDI. And it's a, it think. looks like it's yeah. a sh- probably shared. Well, obviously it's yeah. shared. It says avoid interference. Yep. So it's uh, shared with some... Uh, other services outside of mm-hmm. the country. And you see, we don't have much room there. We've only got from 10.100 to 10.150 megahertz. Yeah. The way I remember this particular band is, you know, WWV has a uh, one of their transmitters is on 10 megahertz. This is immediately above that. So I just, that's how I kind of remember there's something special about this particular band. And we just pointed out a couple of things there. So well, cool. keep those in mind as we move along here. Which of the following bands is image transmission prohibited? Is it A, 160 <laughs> meters? B, 30 meters. C, 20 meters. Or D, 12 meters. Hmm. Well, let me think about this here. This is how we just covered the uh, chart. I'm going to have to go with B, 30 meters. 30 meters. It would be pretty hard for me to miss that right now. Yeah, I think it would right now, although we, we did have 1A in the chat room. Most folks are, are saying B in there. I'm going to say I th- I believe you're right, Tommy. Pretty sure we just kind of looked at it. Yep. 30 meters. Uh, that's because the only thing you can operate, and what does that red say on the key there? Ready and data. So this was a little tricky if you hadn't looked at that chart. You mm-hmm. might you might think image is data, but uh, no, not not on the band plan here. 
Okay, we're going to go to a little bit different kind of question this time around. And okay. I guess you're going to ask me this one. Which of the following limitations apply to transmitter power on every amateur band? A, only the minimum power necessary to carry out the desired communications should be used. B, power must be limited to 200 watts when transmitting between 14.100 MHz and 14.150 MHz. C. Power should be limited as necessary to avoid interference to another radio service on the frequency. And D. Effective radiated power cannot exceed 1,500 watts. Well, this is a little bit tricky answers on this one. Yeah, it is. So let's go over and we'll start at the bottom there. Uh, Or let's just read the question again. Which of the following limitations apply to transmitter power on every, every amateur radio band. That's gonna every be the, band. That's, that's, that's going to be the key. key right there, I think. All right. So sure. if, if you look at the bottom there, effective radiated power cannot exceed 1,500 watts. You know, the, the number 1,500 watts kind of comes to mind that, that that's a, a limit for us, but it's 1,500 watts PEP. Peak envelope power, not 1,500 watts effective radiated power. There's a difference. And Um, plus, we just uh, just just showed that there's... At least there's one exception to it I know of. 30 meters, you can't go that high. So that that rules that one out. All right, so number C, power should be limited as necessary to avoid interference to another radio service on the frequency. Well, that sounds pretty good, too. Like, that might be the answer, but uh, if there's another radio service on the frequency, you probably shouldn't be on there. Yeah. You know, even if you turn down power, you probably should not be on there. Yeah. Uh, and aren't there some that are shared? There are, but the I mean... But, but, but amateurs always lose out on that, yep. is what my, the way I remember it. So, yep. so then you're right, you shouldn't be on there if there's some service on there mm-hmm. that has... That belongs there. And B, power must be limited to 200 watts when transmitting between 14100 and 14150. 14100 to 14150 is just a small sliver of the 20-meter band. That's not every amateur band. Those those frequencies only appear in the 20-meter band. There's no no, uh, 200-watt power limit there. Well, it's not, but it's still, that's... Every band doesn't have 14.100 megahertz in it. Mm-hmm. It's only one band that has that. So it's going to be A. And, th- and this, I think, was probably covered in the technician exam as well. Only the minimum power necessary to carry out the desired communication should be used. Only the minimum amount of power necessary. Right. So I I think we can probably all agree on that. looks like. Yeah, when I when I first saw yeah. that, I wasn't quite sure at first either. That one that one kind of stuck to mind because that's all I know. That's always a good mm-hmm. idea to do that. Yeah, but you could get thrown off a little bit by um, there by looking at really easily some of those numbers. Yeah. Okay, next question here. What is the maximum transmitting power an amateur station may use on? 
10.140 megahertz? Is it A, 200 watts PEP output? B, 1,000 watts PEP output. C, 1,500 watts PEP output. Or, or D, 2,000 watts PEP output. The chat room's tearing the A's up. Yep. And that was 10, that was 30, 30 meters. So, yeah, that's, it's going to be A because we covered that a little while ago, 200 watts PEP output. Yep. That was the only spot on that chart that had those particular characteristics. Okay, which of the following frequencies is on the general class portion of the 40-meter band? A, 7.250 megahertz. B, 7.500 megahertz. C, 40.200 megahertz. Or D, 40.5 megahertz. Well, I know the answer to this one, and uh, I just glanced at the chat room there. Everyone's got it right so far. It's going to be a uh, 7.250 megahertz, or as we like to say, 7250 kilohertz. Yep. Same difference. Uh, that's because if we look at the 40-meter band there, starts at 7 megahertz, and it only goes out to 7.3 megahertz. So it's either got to be A or B. And since B is, um, you know, 7.5 megahertz, A, 7.250 megahertz, is the only frequency there that falls within the 40-meter band. Yeah. Did I even show the correct answer? I don't think I did, but there it is. There we go. Yep. That wasn't a beep. That was a... Um, the sound effect is called magical twinkle. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. But here's here's a chance for a buzzer here. Which of the following amateur bands is restricted to communications on only specific channels rather than frequency ranges? Ooh, I know this one. Is it A, 11 meters? B, 12 meters? C, 30 meters? Or D, 60 meters? And I'm going to go with D, 60 meters on this. And the, re the reason I know that is because when I got my first radio that covered HF, it had 60 meters in it, and we had just got that not mm -hmm. too long before. And I, I went on there. I was fascinated to check it out and see if I could hear anything. And it literally is, is set up in the radio as channels in there. Yep. And you, that's all you can do, and I, that's the way I remembered it. Yep. I'm going to agree with you, and it looks like everybody does in the chat room, too. It is 60 meters. And 11 meters is channelized, too, but that's a CB band. That's not an amateur band. But if we look at our band chart there, on 60 meters, there's, uh, there's notes on there specifically about it being channelized. The little blue area on the bottom left there. Oh, I see. You can see they've got, uh, you know, they've got it broken up into specific channels there. And that's the only places you can, can transmit. There are a couple other stipulations about this band, too, that uh, you, you might want to remember. Might come in useful here in a right. coming question. But that is a pretty good band, 60 meters. Um, I've I've heard people on there a lot, 
Okay, uh, this is one where we're the secondary. Yeah, we are secondary there. And I have heard stuff on there that was not amateur before, too. Effective radiated power of 100. Yep. So that doesn't mean 100 watts PEP, you know. Relative to a half-wave dipole. Yep. In what ITU region is operation in the 7.175 to 7.300 megahertz band permitted for a control operator holding an FCC-issued general class license? A, Region 1. B, Region 2. C, Region 3. Or D, all three regions. Hmm. 7.175. 7.175 to 7.300. Those do sound like uh, the general privileges here that that we have on 40 meters. Uh, it is region 2, though, because that's the region we're in, so, so I, I knew that one. Everybody else got it right over in the chat room. You can see this part of the world where we are is Region 2. That covers basically uh, North, Central, and South America. Region 1 is over in, uh, in Europe and Africa. Region 3 is over in Asia. Asia and Australia. Uh, Australia. Good day. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. We've got... More questions to go yet. A few more on the band plans, not many. And then we'll be through with all this band plan stuff. And we're going to move on and uh, talk a little electronics. All right. All right, so don't go away. Start this year's contest season with ICOM. Heard it, worked it, logged it. The time is now to get your contesting equipment. Let ICOM help you make as many contacts as possible. Start off strong in the contesting this season with the IC7300. Ideal for the ham on the go, it's a high-performance, innovative HF transceiver with compact design, RF direct sampling, 15 discrete bandpass filters, large 4.3-inch color touchscreen, real-time spectrum scope, and SD memory card slot. Use the IC7851 and get the most out of contest season. Raise the bar and hear what others cannot with this HF 50 MHz transceiver. Reciprocal mixing dynamic range, crystal clear local oscillator design, spectrum scope, dual receivers, and digital voice recorder. For more information on all ICOM radios, visit icomamerica.com amateur today. On every episode of Ham College, we give away... Uh, a couple of nice swag prizes there from ICOM. We've got a nice ICOM ball cap and a nice ICOM ham crew t-shirt. Yep. And You'll look just as good coming to the ham fest as you will after you've taken all your stuff you bought back to the truck. <laughs> Easily identified. Easily identified. It's a nice, good, heavy t-shirt, too. It is. Well, I drew a winner right before tonight's show. All right. And uh, it is Michael Wilson, KG7QZF. And uh, Michael, congratulations. He said, please enter me in the contest. And we did. And you won. And you won. Yeah, congratulations, Michael. So why don't you tell them how they can win in the contest, Tom? All you've got to do is send an email to hamcollege at amateurlogic.tv and include your name. If 
If you have a call sign, you can include it if you want, but it's not required. Right. And uh, you'll be entered into the contest. And uh, ICOM, ICOM will contact you if you win and, and mm -hmm. get your size and shipping information directly from you. Um, your information is not given out to anyone. It's used strictly for the contest and deleted mm -hmm. afterwards. And as I understand, there's usually a couple of other goodies stuck in the box there, too. Oh, yeah. To, I don't doubt that. To go along. Uh, they were usually so. pretty good about putting the swag out there. Yeah. So uh, thanks for that ICOM. And go register. Ham College at AmateurLogic.tv. Yeah. Well, speaking of swag and shirts, why I don't need we to tell them about I these? I need to register because I can't find my ham. T -shirt. I saw mine when I was going to the, through the closet looking for this shirt. Uh, this shirt, we were talking about them before the show tonight. These Hawkins Middle School AV Club shirts. Yeah, if you if you get the reference of this, these were these were sent to us from uh, friend Mike Morneau, VE three MIC. If you get the reference where this is from, you get one buzzer mark, one fail. One silenced one, buzzer. One silenced buzzer uh, on your score tonight. So, if you know and, where that came from. And, and you know, I was, um, I wasn't looking when we mentioned that before the show to see. I, I did look. I didn't notice anyone. I don't anything. notice anyone mentioning here either. So uh, everybody, uh, well, if they get a buzzer, they just got a buzzer because they hadn't answered. Yeah. So why don't we tell them what what this well, is you referring wait to? The to? end. Huh? You want to wait till the end see if anybody comes up with it? I don't know that I'll, it'll probably slip by me. I mean, uh -huh. I'm going to be watching the chat room. Uh, well, if you if you ever watched the Netflix show Stranger Things, mm -hmm. this was the uh, the club that in the middle school where they had the Heath kit in there. Yep. The kids used to want to get permission to go in there and use the Heath kit. Yeah. Right. So there was a certain little group of nerds and that's there. That's why there's one on the front. They were nerds back then. They weren't geeks, I think. Maybe they were geeks. I think they were nerds, though. They, know, were, the, we had they that, were the cool kids, if you ask me. We had that discussion with Jerry Ellsworth. Yeah, uh, she kind of <laughs> cleared it up a little bit. But yeah, the AV Club had had the Heath kit in there. Apparently, like most TV shows, you don't need a ham operator's license to to get on the. Uh, I have radio on a TV show. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's a it's a good little show. I had not watched it when Mike sent us these shirts, so I just got through watching the series. I, it yeah, that's really good. It I, I watched it when it was when it was uh, just coming out. Yeah, so it was good. There's a season two coming out soon, and there's actually a lot of two way radio on that show. Mm -hmm. But it's it's usually not the Heath kid. It's, no. It's Radio Shack, CB Walkie Talkies. They seem to use a I lot. I started out with those too. I had a pair of them before when I was I was about that age, actually. When yeah. I was first started studying for my AM stuff. I used to. Um, well, Jim and I. You remember our friend Jim? Jim the Torch. Jim the Torch. We used to sell those when we were working at a Radio Shack store. Oh yeah. Yep. Did you didn't have any? Sold a lot of them. I didn't have one because. Well, I just didn't. I, d I have to admit, I did have a CB radio because yeah. I could. Um, well, it was during that era when it was cool. Yeah. When it was just catching on, people were just starting to get them. 
Yeah. I, ever since I was a little kid, I was fascinated with the radio. And well, the we, fact that I could talk to somebody somewhere else over yep. the air, no wires, that was yeah. just amazing. It still is. It is still pretty amazing, isn't it? Yeah. So, Well, we, you know, we promised a few more band playing questions, and we don't want to disappoint. Well, you asked for them. Here they come. Okay. Well, they didn't ask for them, but they're still coming anyway. Yeah, still coming anyway. And I think I'll ask you this one. What is the maximum bandwidth permitted by FCC rules for amateur radio stations transmitting on USB frequencies in the 60-meter band? Is it A, 2.8 kilohertz? no. B, 5.6 kilohertz? C, 1.8 kilohertz? Or D, 3 kilohertz? Hmm. Did I notice a groan from the other side of the table? You did. I don't know. Where I don't know the answer then? to this. Take a stab at it. I don't think it's 1.8 kilohertz because I've heard people on there and they sounded better than that. Okay. 5.6 is way too high. That's yep. that's a lot of ba- that's a lot of bandwidth on yeah, HF. I would, yeah, yeah. I, I, that is a good bit on HF. On side so band. it's going to be either 3 or 2.8, I'm thinking. I'm not going to look at the... Uh... I'll agree it's going to be one of those two. I'm, go- I'm thinking it's going to be, be 2.8 because that's the lesser one. I, I really I don't know the answer. But that's the lesser one, and I know that's a shared band because mm-hmm. we just saw it. And the lesser bandwidth would be the less impact to to other people on the on the band. Can that's I get, just my reasoning. Now I don't. That's just totally out there. Can I give you a little hint? Sure. Our friend Chris KD8YVJ. You remember Chris? Yeah, I know Chris from uh, Cincinnati. Chris says it's either A or D. He's he's very wise for his age. Yeah. So I'm I'm thinking you're it's going to be A because this is the lesser a. one. I I really don't know the answer to it. I can't remember. I I'm sure I had to do it when I had my general ticket, but I don't remember this one. You're right. Oh, you got I it. I reasoned it down. That was, that was totally luck and reasoning. Yeah, it's it. I was. When I first saw the question, I was thinking, yeah, it's either going to be A or D there, 2.8 or 3. And I reasoned it out the same way. 2.8 is the lesser of the two, and that's probably what it is. is it, that's what you did, too? Yeah. 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 So uh, here, we'll, we'll give you a fist okay. pump on I'll, that I'll one. take that because I think I need that water to cool down now. Uh, yeah, Chris, that was a tough one. All right. Another band playing question here. Why don't you ask me this one? Okay, I think I will. I don't think I can answer another one just yet. <laughs> i got to reset. Which of the following is required by the FCC rules when operating in the 60-meter band? That 60-meter band just won't go away. A, if you're using other than a dipole antenna, you must keep a record of the gain of your antenna. B, you must keep a record of the date, time, frequency, power, and stations worked. 
C, you must keep a record of all third-party traffic. D, you must keep a record of the manufacturer of your equipment and the antenna used. This is a pretty tough one, too. Yeah, I think I have... I don't know for sure this one without reasoning out, but I think I have a hunch of which one it is just because of what we showed on that chart earlier. You do? Okay. If we hadn't shown the chart, uh, I don't know if it's right. I just think I'm, I just think I know. Okay. Well, let's go through them there. D, you must keep a record of the manufacturer of your equipment and the antenna used. That just doesn't sound right, you know. Um you know, we're hams. We might be the manufacturer ourselves. Mm-hmm. So, and I don't know of, I've never heard of any requirements to log that type of information in ham radio. C, you must keep a record of all third-party traffic. Never heard that either, so I don't think that's it. B, you must keep a record of the date, time, frequency, power level, and stations worked. No, you don't. I mean, that that's the kind of thing you might put in your logbook, but that's not required. Mm-mm. But it is well, a little surprising. It seems it seems somewhat plausible with the weirdness of that band, though. Yeah, it I, does. I could see how. Mm-hmm. So you have th- you're thinking it's A then? I'm thinking it's A. Up. That's one I think it is too. Yeah, if you because of what I read on there about the antenna. If you're using the other. Uh, then a dipole antenna, you must keep a record of the gain of the antenna. I didn't know you had to keep a record of it. I knew, though, that if you're using other than a dipole, you're going to have to calculate out and know that you're within, you know, the the correct amount of ERP. Uh-huh. You know, you, you can't exceed it. So, well, what is? Let's see. What is the answer? Well, it's a. Okay. Although they were mixed a little bit in the chat room. On see, that, it right? could easily have. I could see how you could take it for B also, but uh, but the antenna and what I read earlier made me think that it's yeah. A. They're talking about you know maximum ERP of 100 watts PEP relative to a half-wave dipole. Yeah, and, see, and that's what made me think about the antenna. Mm-hmm. If we get through this band plan question, there are no more band plan questions on your general exam. Does that make you feel any better? It does. Makes me feel better. What is the appropriate action if when operating on either the 30-meter or 60-meter bands, a station in the primary service interferes with your contact? Should you A, notify the FCC's regional engineer in charge of the interference? B, increase your transmitter's power to overcome the interference? C, attempt to contact the station and request that it stops the interference. Or D, move to a clear frequency or stop transmitting. Okay, so we just said that those are shared. 60 meters is shared with others in the U.S. here. 30 meters shared with uh, other services in some other countries. And they always take precedence. I do remember reading that. And, you know, a lot of the shared bands here are, are with government. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're sharing frequencies with the government. Right. So the only one that really makes any sense, 
Well, let's go through. Notify the FCC engineer in charge. So if, if you don't stop, you're only going to be telling on yourself because everybody else has, or the other the other parties on there have the rights mm-hmm. to do it more. Increase. You don't want to try to overcome it, and you don't really want to stop. Ask them to stop. So the only right answer would be to to uh, move to a freq- different frequency or just leave altogether. Stop transmitting. You mean you don't do like Jeff said over here and you should write a 25-page memo to the chairman of the FCC? Well, you can do that after you stop transmitting or find a clear frequency. (laughs) Okay. I'll agree with you. There you go. Move to a clear frequency or stop transmitting. If somebody else is the primary service on that band, um, they, they got priority. Mm-hmm. You know, so, yeah, it's up to us to to clear out. Yeah, but that's only two bands that I know of that are shared that I can think of. Yep. You can you know of any others? Um, I wish you wouldn't have asked me that. That's not on the on the. No, it's not. Tester. I was just uh, right off the top of the head. No. I, I don't believe there are, but I would have to study my band plan to to be sure about that. Okay, that'll be on the pop quiz next week, next month. Okay. No, yeah, actually, it may be. I have no idea. Let's hope it's not. <laughs> well, that's it. That's all the band plan questions. We're glad to see you all survived. Well, that didn't through. hurt much. No, it stung a little bit there. Just a little, but yeah. but the bur- it'll quit burning lately. Later, you know. Yeah. Well, we're going to do some uh, good old-fashioned electronics questions coming up here next. We've got to get set up for this. So while we do that, why don't we get a message from our friends at hamstudy.org, another place you can uh, study for your general exam. And, I don't know, maybe there's a, a little, little other entertainment on here as well. Are you new to the ham world or an existing amateur operator who wants to take your license to the next level? Study for your radio license exam at hamstudy.org. Hamstudy.org is a free online learning tool powered by ICOM. It was created by Richard Bateman, KD7BBC, Michael Stuffelbeam, KV9G, and Rich Porter, KK6GKE, and it uses a modern web design to enhance the experience of studying for your technician, general, and amateur extra exams. Since 2013, hamstudy.org has helped new and existing hams to familiarize themselves with the question pools, use stats-based flashcards to focus on material they need to learn, and take practice exams to gauge progress. Visit hamstudy.org on your desktop computer or mobile device. Register for a free account at hamstudy.org to access personalized study history and other site features. Prepare for an exam in an intuitive and comprehensive manner. Check out hamstudy.org, powered by ICOM, for free learning tools. Good luck on your next exam. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat. The popcorn can't be beat. 
The sparkling drinks are just dandy. The chocolate bars and the candy. So let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Now to pause and refresh. For your convenience, we have an attractive refreshment stand in the lobby with buttered popcorn, golden good and hot from the popper, your favorite candies, wholesome and rich with a flavor treat for every taste, ice cream and other good things to eat, plus delicious Coca-Cola. So bright and bracing with the tang and tingle unt by any other beverage. Enjoy ice-cold Coca-Cola at our refreshment stand right now. Radio Shack has the hottest thing on wheels today. Realistic two-way CB radio. We introduced our Realistic CB line way back in 1960. And today we have 16 low-priced mobile and walkie-talkie models to choose from. Radio Shack also makes its own CB antennas, crystals, coax cables and accessories. Equip your car, truck or boat today with a Realistic CB radio. Only at Radio Shack, a Tandy company. We'll see what happens when Milton and Peggy King do a production number with Mickey as one of the chorus boys. But first, an important message from RCA Victor. New from RCA Victor. Handiest TV set ever built. RCA Victor personal TV. Light enough to take anywhere. Wonderful. What's that? A detachable stand. Tilts for easy viewing. How's the picture? Sharp, clear. It's RCA Victor picture quality. Where's the antenna? It's hiding here. And there's even a connection for an outside antenna if needed. Make RCA Victor's new personal TV your very own set. Keep it in your bedroom. Watch the shows you want to see. Or use it in your office. Watch important newscasts, ball games. In your kitchen, anywhere in your home. Also ideal as a second set. What's it cost? Lowest priced RCA Victor ever. Only $125 in three modern colors. Pick it up at your RCA Victor dealer. RCA Victor salutes National Radio Week, May 13th through May 19th. See your RCA Victor dealer. These two portable radios are about to be dropped. Watch this daring crash test. This case completely demolished. But RCA Victor's non-breakable impact case doesn't have a scratch, chip, or dent. So tough, it's guaranteed for five full years by RCA Victor. No chipping, no cracking, no breaking. RCA Victor gives you a complete line of new portables, all completely restyled. Here's another RCA Victor exclusive. Twist this new wavefinder antenna. Pull in your favorite stations loud and clear. Only RCA Victor Portables have the non-breakable impact case as low as $29.95 at your RCA Victor dealers. I'd like to have one of those radios. I would you too. Jump out of a helicopter. You know, for the price and a five-year guarantee, $29.95. You won't have to worry about 
dropping your radio out of your helicopter But you anymore. know what? Back when TV only came in three colors and it wasn't on the screen, twenty nine yeah. ninety five was a lot of money. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I bet you wouldn't find one of those radios for twenty nine ninety five. No, now. probably yeah. not. I really would like to have one if I could find one. Yeah. One that worked. It would be nice. Well, we're going to talk about resistors now. And we all know what, what resistors are. Well, we should know. I think we've talked about resistors even in, during the technician exam. Mm -hmm. uh, resistor, well, here's, here's one right here. That's a 10K ohm right there. I, I know that because I pulled it out of a drawer over there that I had 10K ohm that resistors had said 10K in. That's a 10K ohm. Yeah, exactly. So uh, 10K ohm resistor there. We've got uh, a few of them here. And since we're going to go over resistor questions, we'll pull this out in just a minute. We've got, got a few resistors there, and we've got an ohmmeter. And we'll do some spearminting. Spearminting? Mm -hmm. All right. I like them when we do some spearminting. You think your ohmmeter still work when we get finished? I hope it will. We don't have any voltage around there. Oh, so then you're probably um, fairly safe then. We are, although I do hear There's some thunder. There's a battery over there we can get. Yeah, we won't need that. Not, we don't want to check the ohms on a battery. Sure is thundering. Yeah. So the first question here, and let's see, who had that last question while ago on the band plans? You did. I did. I read the question. You answered the question. Okay, well then. I think. That's good, because I'm going to ask you this one right here. On resistors, what will happen to the resistance? Oh, I think I was wrong. I think it was actually... <laughs> you think? No. <laughs> Are you sure this is not the one you want? No, I'll take it. It's fine. Right. What will happen to the resistance if the temperature of a resistor is increased? A, it will change depending on the resistor's reactance coefficient. B, it will stay the same. C, it will change depending on the resistor's temperature coefficient. Or D, it will become time-dependent. What will happen to the resistance if the temperature of a resistor is increased? I think that's going to change because I, I, I'm not, I, electronics is not my thing. I can do some things, you know, but I have to look a lot of things up. But I, I know there are high temperature and low temperature ones, so I, I don't think it's going to be D. I don't believe it's going to become time dependent. And I don't think B is the answer either, because we're talking about changing the temperature. I'm pretty sure it's going to change. Um, the, the resistor's reactance coefficient doesn't seem like the answer. The one that makes sense to me would be C, Charlie. It will change depending on the resistor's temperature coefficient because we're talking about increasing the temperature mm -hmm. okay so you're saying it's i'm saying it's c and i don't know if it's right or not but i'm just reasoning it out and that's what i think it is I, I don't really know the answer to that well that's what they're saying over there in the chat room and and everyone's right i mean that makes sense if if the temperature on the resistor increases it's gonna uh vary the resistance 
depending on the temperature coefficient of that resistor. Different resistors will have different uh, temperature coefficients. Some will be less affected by temperature than others. Yeah, I do. I do remember that there are some that are high temp. Mm -hmm. You know, and uh, yeah, better for better for those types of uh, applications. Yeah, and then, you know, there are some uh, like industrial and military resistors that the temperature coefficient is such that the heat doesn't change it, you know, so much. So, uh, but th that's a spec on a resistor temperature coefficient. Okay. Is that one of the, I don't remember all the bands on there. Is that one of the co the color codes? It is on some resistors. Okay. Uh, this is one we ran across on Ham Nation recently. Bob had a resistor that instead of having just four bands on it, it had five on there. Okay, so the extra one. And uh, someone extra. finally identified for us that the extra one meant the temperature coefficient. Boy, it is. What the about the lightning coefficient? Yep. All right, so next question here, and this one, yeah, let's just go ahead and... Uh, and answer it here, so. Okay. What is the total resistance of three 100-ohm resi resistors in parallel? A, uh, 0.30 ohms. A B, 0.33 ohms. C, 33.3 ohms. Or, or D, 300 ohms. All right. And you're asking me this one. Well... First, I want to pull up a little chart. I already know how to figure this one out. This one is just showing two resistors on it. But you can see we've got R1 and R2 there, and they're wired in parallel. They're wired side by side, not in series, which we'll look at in a moment. But the formula for calculating the total resistance of a circuit that's got parallel resistors in it is shown right there. The R total, total resistance, equals... The reciprocal of resistor 1 plus the reciprocal of resistor 2. You add those two numbers together, and then you take the reciprocal of that, and you'll get your answer. So with three resistors, on the bottom line there, you just have R1, 2, and R3. So if you can pull up a calculator on top of that there, what we need to do, and we've got three 100-ohm resistors in parallel, all right, so this will be easy enough. So we take 1 divided by the resistance of that resistor. It's 100. 1 divided by 100, and that equals 0.01. Yeah. All right, so now we'll need to add that three times just by the formula there. 0.01 plus 0.01 plus 0.01. And there we go, 0.03. All right, so that's everything below that line there on the 1. All right, so we just remember 0.03. So I uh, clear that, and so we'll say 1 divided by 0 0.03. 33.3333333333. The answer is C. Since... All three resistors are the same value. Well, you, you know, you're you're basically cutting it in thirds. So, yep, yep. One hundred divided by three is 
33. Well, that's 3. how I would have gotten there. That's how you would have gotten there. If one of those resistors had been a different value, though, that wouldn't have worked. You'd need to use the formula that, that we were right. looking at right there. However, in this case, since they're all the same value, you know, it's... Good thing we had this Mac calculator here. Yeah. It's a good thing we knew we didn't come out with the right answer the first time, too. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so let's see. What is our next question going to be here? How does the total current relate to the individual currents in each branch of a purely resistive parallel circuit? A, it equals the average of each branch current. B, it decreases as more parallel branches are added to the circuit. C, it equals the sum of the currents through each branch. Or D, it is the sum of the reciprocal of each individual voltage drop. What do you think? How does the total current relate to the individual currents in each branch of a purely resistive parallel circuit, which is what we just you know, it's past my bedtime, so that adds a different difficulty factor. Actually, yeah. Actually, it's not, but I'm just making the excuse because the well, buzzer's probably going to go I, off. I picked up on that. Okay, parallel. And I should know this because this is basic stuff, but I'm just, like, not, not getting it tonight. So, sum of the reciprocal of each parallel. So I think it's going to be B. It decreases as more parallel branches are added to the circuit. So as we add more parallel branches in that circuit, the current goes down. Oh, actually the current's going to go up. The resistance goes down. Yeah, the resistance goes down. So, um, okay, it's going to All be... Alright, so the buzzer should have just gone off It's going to be C. There. It equals the sum of the currents through each branch. That's that's um, that's correct. You know, if we've got multiple resistors there or multiple branches in the circuit all in parallel, the more you add in there, the lower the resistance gets and the higher the current gets, just like we said. Right. Yeah, that, that's right. That makes sense. All those I just number, wasn't thinking about it right. Uh, D there seemed like maybe they were on to something there, but it wasn't quite. It wasn't quite no. the whole formula there. No. So uh, you can you can buzz me on that one. I'll tell you. All right, you I me. did. You just didn't. All hear right, it. I felt <laughs> it. Okay, next question on here. It's a chance for if. If three equal value resistors in series produce 450 ohms, what is the value of each resistor? Three, three in series that are all the same value. What is the value of each resistor? Well, that's simple enough. That would be 450 divided by three. That's going to be C, 150 ohms. You're right. I agree with that. There's a couple of series resistors. The formula there is you just add them together. R1 plus R2 is uh, equals R total. If we've had three resistors 
and we knew that they were all the same value, well, it would be simple enough to figure out each one of them would be a third of the the value there. Yep. So when things aren't the same values, it gets a little complicated. Yep. What is the total resistance of a 10-ohm, a 20-ohm, and a 50-ohm resistor connected in parallel? Is it A, 5.9 ohms? Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) B, 0.17 ohms? D, 10,000 ohms. Or D, 80 ohms. Ten, a twenty, and a fifty. Mm-hmm. It's not C a thousand ohms. I'm you sure mean of that. Ten thousand ohms? No. They're it's ten thousand. No, it's I'm not pretty that. sure it's not that, no. In parallel, so it's not eighty ohms, although that looks like that would be the obvious answer. If they were in series, it would be. Mm-hmm. You do have a calculator there, and I you do. are allowed to use it. Okay. Here, you're going to have to feed them to me then while I'm doing the... You can bring a calculator to your exam, but you can't bring one that's got formulas. Uh, that That is programmable, that can you can you, have formulas. Can you bring in. one of these good Mac calculators? No, you can't bring a Mac. Okay. You can't bring a cell phone with a calculator either if it's a smartphone. I think I think it's going to be A, but I don't well, I don't know for sure. All right. So how are you going to figure that out? Well, we're going to do uh, formula's gone. What was it? A fifty? It's a ten. Golly, this is going to be a lot of them. Mm-hmm. It's a 10, a 20, and a 50. Okay. Oops. So we did... Uh, ...50. That's not right. It's been a long day, man. <laughs> Look at that formula. R1, let's say R1 is is your 10 ohm. R2 will be your 20 ohm. And R3, which is not shown there, would be your 50. Okay. Actually, it's going to be, was it a 10, a 20, and a 50? Uh Uh-huh. So it's going to be 0.2 and 0.5. Add them all together. One eight. That's not right. Yeah. One. What are you doing? What am I doing? Yeah. I'm gonna pull up my calculator here. No. <laughs> This is the guy that got up, went to bed at 1 a.m. and got up at 5.
Oh, I didn't go through the whole steps. That was my problem. You didn't go through all the steps? Nope. Yeah, I think that was your problem. There's no shortcut. Nope. When they're, when they're different values of parallel resistors. So you're saying what? One seven. Is that right? Look at People your. People still with us? Yeah. Look at your um. At your formula again there. You might be skipping a step. I did all I did all those. It came up to point one seven. Mm hmm That's this. But I did three. And then one divided by that. That can't be right. Oh, it is right. <laughs> yeah, it is right, isn't it? It's been a long it? day, man. I quit. This, I hope this is the last one for resistors, too. Well, as, as a matter of fact, it is. So you're saying the answer is what? I don't even see the question anymore. Point five eight eight. Well, rounds up to 5.9. 5 so you're saying it's A. Yeah, it's A. I didn't notice what they were saying in the chat room over oh, It's there. been so long. Yeah. There's a lot of, well, lot there, was of some, there were some mixed answers there on it. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, I'm going to agree with you. It is A. There you go right there. There it is. If we go back and look at the formula there, what what tripped you up? There were two things that tripped you up there. I did it in my head is what I did. That and was I the did, first one. Yeah, and I did it times. You should never use your head. <laughs> I did t five, not 50, because I didn't okay. write the whole thing down here. I didn't have the question in uh, front of me, and I did five instead of 50 and two instead of 20. That's where I messed up. Yeah, you got to actually take the one and divide it by the resistor value and do that for each one, add them all together. 
then remember that number and you got to take one divided by whatever that by is. That In number. other words, you're taking the reciprocal of each resistor, adding them together, then you're taking the reciprocal of that number. And so this is, if you can remember this formula, there's nothing to it if you got yeah, a calculator. That's yeah, it's, it's pretty straightforward. Yeah. There as, is long enough, as, you, as long as you write down the numbers. Yeah. If if you don't look at it and you say, well, if that one's, you know, 0.01, well, this next one's going to be 0.02. Yeah, and that's, where I, that's what I made a mistake. Yeah. Um, so when when you're doing reciprocals, every the numbers get really tiny. Mm-hmm. And you'd think, I'm on the wrong track altogether. Uh, yeah. Until you take the reciprocal of that in the end. Uh, there's actually another formula that you can use for calculating parallel resistors if they're all the same value. Or if if it's two of them and they're both the same value. But uh, I don't try to remember that formula, and we won't even cover it here. Because this is the one that's going to work in every case. Mm-hmm. This is the one we just used right here. Wow. Well, so fun. there you go. Give me something hard. Oh, I don't think it's really got hard yet. I think, <laughs> no, I think it's going to be a lot more get, difficult as we go along. Yeah, wait till we get into uh, reactants. Oh boy, that's 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 when your head will start spinning. I know mine will. I tell you what, why don't we um, just take another quick break? Come okay. back and uh, wrap things up. Okay. On the 15th of each month, ICOM is proud to sponsor AmateurLogic.tv with hosts George Thomas, Tommy Martin, and Peter Barrett. This looks a little crude, but roughly here's what I have. The bottom trace here is ground. While the elements will jiggle some, they're actually not too bad. It's light. After putting it together, I decided to test everything, so I ran in 12 volts, and I'm measuring the output here. No, it's not too windy right now, Jim. It was yesterday. Actually turn that into a scanner capable of tuning across a wide range of frequencies. Whoa, okay. What is this called? We're in the antenna switching matrix. Any one of our six broadcast transmitters could be connected to any of the 22 antennas via the switching matrix. Down in Melbourne, apparently they they tune up their radios (laughs) different than we do, Tommy. Oh, yeah? Now, the FM 900 is tough. Seriously tough. We finally arrived. Man, we're in Ham Nirvana. Again. Boy, what what a great time. And and as happened last year, we still haven't got all the way through the flea market yet. No, we've been hit about a fourth of it, but we're going to have to strike a trot. Well, the moment of truth has arrived. I've attached a BNC connector to the antenna terminals here. I've got plus 12 volt and ground uh, power coming in here. It's going to my uh, power supply. Uh, that I'm supplying it with 13.8 volts. And I personally am so thrilled that George got the special award. Well deserved, my friend. That's really cool. What about the Super Bowl, Emil? Did you go to the Super Bowl, or were you at home uh, operating that night? Tuning my amplifier, and I lost power in the shack, and uh, went outside. The house lost power. (laughs) The whole neighborhood went out for about 30 minutes. I I don't know what happened. That explains a lot. All right, Tommy, sing the theme song here. We're still waiting on the theme song, or since you don't know the words, how about ain't that a kick in the head? I need to practice on that one. Maybe, yeah. uh, 
I need practice. <laughs> One more martini. I'm not martini quite ready for prime time yeah. yet. We'll need a lot more since I haven't had any. Yeah. Well, we wanted to um, to do a little demonstration here on resistors just to prove out to see if all these formulas were really correct. Yeah. Let's do the easy one first. Let's do uh, three series resistors. Now, the way this experimenter board is wired here, they go this direction. In other words, from the top here, all these are connected coming down. Mm -hmm. And just, just in rows like that. So we've got three 10K ohm resistors here. Let's, let's hook those in series. So the way we can do that is we'll take one of them, connect it over to this row. On that same row, we're connecting the next one. Then the second one connects to the row that the third one's connected to. And then there's the third one, and we'll just stick it out here somewhere by itself. So all three of these resistors are connected in series with each other now. These are 10K ohms. We know for series resistance, you just add the resistors together. Mm -hmm. So what's it going to be? 30K. Put a meter lead on one end of the series circuit here. Put it on the other end. Well, almost on the money. It's pretty close. 29.8K. Now, that could be the difference in the actual values of these resistors or Yeah, but the there's a tolerance the on each resistor. I yeah. remember that from the, the color coding, there's a tolerance. So, what is it, like 5% and 10%? I believe these are gold, so that would be 5%. Okay, so I think you're well within 5%. Oh, yeah, we're well within 5% there. So, that works out right, the series resistor formula. Okay, let's put these in parallel then. In this case, parallel, the three resistors go side by side instead of being strung in series with each other. Okay. All three legs are tied together with the others. All right, before we measure that, let's just pull up the calculator there and just and just see what value it says this will be. You're just a glutton for punishment with this calculator. Well, I know you like that formula so much, and you want the opportunity to 1 divided by 10,000. All right. How many zeros is that? Point oh 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 one. Three zeros. Okay. All right. Then... Uh, all three resistors are the same, so we just add... You can just say times three. Times three would be the same thing as adding the three together. Okay. Right. So that's what, point oh oh three zeros and a three. three. All right. So one divided by that. Uh-huh. That says 3,333.3. So it's going to be uh, 3.33K. You think that's right? Yeah, that's right. That's what I was would have thought in my head because I know they're, they're even. You can just divide it by the number of them. All right, let's put, put a lead here on either side. Look at that. Pretty close. 3.32. Yeah, I would say very close. The Gazentas so, don't lie. Yep. 
Boy, neither does the thunderstorms out there. I'm just waiting for my phone to go off and say that one of my transmitter sites has got a problem. Uh, uh, well, good thing we're close to the end. Yep. So there you go, series and parallel resistors. I don't recall if there's any more questions on the general exam that use those formulas. There, there could be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we know there's a lot more electronics formulas that will be in some of the questions here. But uh, those are two that you're definitely going to want to learn there. And, and I wouldn't say memorize. I'd say just learn those two formulas. Mm-hmm. The, the first one is easy. Series resistors, just add your values together and you got yeah, it. Yeah, after you, after you do it one time and make a fool out of yourself, you remember the formula after mm-hmm. that. Yeah. It helps. <laughs> If you do it the old school way, partially, if you write it out with a pencil and you write your one slash and then your one over each of your resistors, and if if you write it out like that and look at it physically a few times, it'll click with you next time you need mm-hmm. that formula how you did it. Right. Um, so uh, good good way to remember that there. Well, I think that's going to do it for tonight, Tommy. That's... Um, would you say that's enough? That's enough. Somebody was asking if the Mac does the scientific calculator. It's up there on the screen. Yeah, I think my Windows scientific calculator has more buttons on it. It probably, it probably does. Yeah. That's because Bill, or uh, excuse me, Steve Jobs didn't think you needed those other buttons. Well, it very well could be the answer. <laughs> but that's it anyway. Okay. What there is of it. Well, we appreciate everyone joining us tonight and studying for your general exam. You know, we've got we got a lot of questions yet to cover. Yeah. It's gonna be some of them are gonna be kinda of tough. Some of them won't. Mm-hmm. So well, how many buzzers did we have tonight? Just just the one? Well, it depends on how you look at it. You could probably yeah. call it two. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. I didn't count as we went. We'll okay. see in the final edited version how it turns out. I know there was one in there, though. But, hey, you know, that's just the way it, it crumbles. They're a little harder to do. Yeah, you, well, you told me to catch up with you. Yep. I and you're working you got on a couple it. last week. I, got a, I think I got one or two the week before that, too. Oh, so I still got some work to do. Oh, that's all right. I'll, you know, I'm, I'm patient. Sure it'll be, <laughs> I'm sure it'll happen. Don't worry yeah. about it. All right, thanks for being here. And, uh, you know, get out and do a little studying. Go to hamstudy.org. Do a little prep work there. Now, you know, I don't recommend sitting down and just studying questions and answers at this point in it. Let's learn a little theory. Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. You'll be glad you did. Yeah. All right, 7-3, everyone. We will see you near... The end of next month for another Ham College, and we'll see you in two weeks for another Amateur Logic. Amateur Logic, yeah, it'll be here before we know it. Any final parting thoughts? No, the rain's about to start, so I'm going to race out to the truck here in a minute and try to beat it. All right. 73, everybody.
1 divided by 100, and that equals 0.01. Yeah. All right, so now we'll need to add that three times just by the formula there, 0.01 plus 0.01 plus 0.01. That don't sound right. That's a Macintosh, isn't it? 33.3333333. All right, so I'm going to say the answer is 3. Would you agree with me? It's 33.3. Well, I mean C. Excuse me, not. Okay, you're freaking me out.